Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church in Jersey. Hi folks, it's lovely to be back with you again. Hope you've had a great week. We are in the middle of a sermon series called Through the Cross. Uh, it's Easter time or coming up to Easter time and we're looking at that story. And our goal through this series is to look beyond the cross at the results of the cross and not to fix our gaze on that one moment. Greg preached last week about one of the benefits of Jesus' death on the cross being our healing, a great sermon. If you didn't get to see it, I wanna encourage you to go back online and to watch that sermon. It was really, really good. But today we are gonna focus on a different subject, the subject of Holy Spirit power. Turn to the people in the room there with you and say, Holy Spirit power. If you're by yourself, just shout it right back at me. Holy Spirit power. So let's dig into that today. You know, if you think about the story of the crucifixion, uh, the fact that Jesus died on the cross was not unexpected. It wasn't an extraordinary event. Death was what the cross was designed for. And you know, the Romans were really good at their job of killing people. Uh, death was the design and death was the result. But Jesus wasn't alone in that. Many people at that time died on a cross. I want to say today and draw out this whole idea that it was a very ordinary thing. In fact, death is one of the most common experiences that the whole of humanity shares. One day, every one of us will die. Um, and Jesus' death on the cross, that's not the most significant moment in the story. What was extraordinary was the fact that Jesus came back to life. That was extraordinary, that was exceptional, that was supernatural, that was miraculous. Now let's think about this idea of why it was so extraordinary. You know, it was unheard of. Some people come back from being pronounced dead after a short while, but no one comes back after three days of being dead. Just think about that for a minute. Three days without a heartbeat. Three days without one breath of air. Three days of organs breaking down in your body. Three days of no brain function whatsoever. Three days without medical intervention Three days of no immune system, such that the microbes that are already in your body were not being destroyed or broken down, they were being released into every part of your body. Three days of your cells breaking down. The scientists call it necrosis. It's when no oxygen comes to your cells and they die and they burst and all of the contents from inside leak out. Jesus was dead. And to come back from death after three days was truly exceptional. 
we're talking about something that was completely outside of our human experience. We said that death is one of the most ordinary things in our human experience, but coming back to life is exceptional, purely exceptional. We're talking today about a miracle. That's what we're talking about. A supernatural intervention of God in our life. Someone once said that the ingredients for a miracle are the impossible. And this is exactly the situation that Jesus was in. We read in Romans 8, 11, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead, and that word in the Greek is nekros, will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. So let's just, let's just think about what Paul is writing there in the book of Romans. He is saying that it was the power of the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from necrosis to new life, to a new life again. My point here is that the role of the Holy Spirit is for exceptional and supernatural results. If we wanted something ordinary, there would be no need for the Holy Spirit. His job description is defined by one word, miraculous. Say that to the person next to you or say it right back to me. The job description of the Holy Spirit is miraculous. There's no doubt today in the situation that we find ourselves that doctors and nurses and frontline staff in the hospitals and in the caring kind of arena are real heroes. We're so grateful in our church, we have numerous nurses and medical folk. And we wanna tell you guys that you are doing an amazing job. We're proud of you and we're so grateful for you. But you know, at the end of the day, all of our doctors and nurses and medical teams, there comes a point where there is nothing else that they can offer. That's because, like us, they are human beings. And you know, as humans, we have limits. Limits to our intelligence, limits to our strength, limits to our ability to bring about results in this life. You know, people all around the world are working really hard to get on top of this virus and its infection rates. But I wanna tell you, there's a limit in terms of what we can do as people. And God knows this. And it's for this reason that we read together in the book of Acts, in chapter one, verses four to five and seven to eight, Jesus is speaking, let's read together. It says, on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Verse seven says, 
He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set aside by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jesus was miraculously raised to life by the Spirit's power. And he promises here the disciples, which is you and me, the same power that would raise him up or that raised him up. He said, wait for it. You need it is what he was thinking, I bet you. It's going to redefine who you are. It's your new identity. It's how people will tell you apart. Not by the cross that you might wear around your neck, but by the miraculous evidence in your life. I want to say that again, because this is really important. He said, wait for the Holy Spirit because you need it. Because it's going to redefine you as a believer. It's your new identity. It's how people will tell you apart, not by a cross or a piece of jewelry, but by the miraculous evidence in your life. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. Miraculous evidence in our lives. And he goes on to say, and then you will be my witnesses. That's really important. It's really important that we wait before we witness, that we receive the Holy Spirit's power before we live a godly life for him. The two are inseparable. One comes before the other. If you read the story of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, which follows on from this passage, they're waiting together in the upper room. The Bible says they're not just sitting around on Facebook or Instagram. They're worshiping and they're praying. And the Bible tells us in that environment, the Holy Spirit is poured out. And it's, it's a moment that is filled with extraordinary. It's, it's not a, oh, a hey-ho moment. If you read the account, it was miraculous, the things that were happening there. The Holy Spirit comes, and again, miraculous things are happening in the lives of human beings. If you understand one thing today, and this was a revelation for me, I believe, another, a, a kind of reminder, if you will, the Holy Spirit's presence is for the miraculous. He doesn't come for the ordinary because we can do ordinary and we've got quite good at ordinary. The Holy Spirit's impact is for miraculous. The kind of miraculous where people who don't know Jesus or who don't know this God guy sit up and take notice because they've witnessed something in your life and in my life that was miraculous that was not human, that was supernatural, that was God through us. So I want to finish today and try and put some hands and feet on this idea. We've talked about the fact that death, that's ordinary. Coming alive, that is something really special. 
We've talked about the fact that it was the Holy Spirit that was the really special in the coming alive of Jesus, that it was the Spirit of God that breathed into his decaying body and healed him of death and raised him back to life. It was the Holy Spirit's part. And then we've looked at this whole idea that Jesus says to the disciples, guys, I need you to just stop. Stop what you're doing. I want you to focus on waiting. Doesn't that sound familiar right now? I want you to wait for the gift that my father's gonna give because the spirit that raised me from death to life, I wanna give you that same spirit. And his job is miraculous. His job is to redefine you, is to make you the kind of person that sees the impossible happen through him. So what does that look like for you and me? I've called it the seven miraculous Ps. Turn to someone in the room or shout it right back at me. Say seven miraculous Ps. The first one is peace, miraculous peace. You know that assurance in your heart in the midst of all the madness that's going on that you're okay, that everything's gonna be all right. Philippians 4, 6 to 7 says, don't be anxious about anything, not even COVID-19, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Sounds a lot like worship and praise to me. Present your requests to God, pray, and the peace of God, which transcends, which goes beyond a human's ability to understand how it comes about, is what he's saying there. That Peace will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Are you in need of miraculous peace today? I want to tell you, you can have it. He's called Holy Spirit and he brings peace when we trust in God. My my second miraculous peace today is called perseverance. Folks, I don't think we should be under any illusion that this is not a quick thing. I think we are trusting God through something that might go on for longer than we would like. We're in isolation, many of us. Some of you are by yourself. There's no other human beings around you for much of your day, and you feel isolated. You know, while it might be novel at the beginning, there's gonna come a point where we just need God to help us persevere through all of this. Romans 8, 31, And to 37 says, listen now, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God, And he is interceding for us right now. He's sat, he's calm, and he's praying for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? No, no. In all these things, listen now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I want to tell you today, look at me, listen now. We are going to get through this. 
but we're going to have to persevere with the power that God's Spirit gives us through these difficult times. So that's peace, that's perseverance. The third thing, miraculous provision. You know, some of us don't have a job to go to anymore. And you might be sat at home thinking, how am I going to be able to feed my family in these times? How am I going to survive without any income coming in? Paul writes in Philippians 4.19, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of His glory in Christ Jesus. Now that doesn't mention the Holy Spirit directly, but I want to tell you it talks about God's ability and His power and His glorious riches to intervene in the very real situations in terms of provision in your life. It might be financial, it might be food, I'm not sure, it might be medicine, uh, it might be that you need a great idea to be able to change direction, an idea that is going to enable you to make some money, I don't know, an idea to solve an issue that you have in your life. God wants to meet your needs in this moment miraculously. And I want to tell you that the power of the Holy Spirit in your life enables you to see God's blessing and His favor and His intervention come. So that's provision. The fourth miraculous P today is practice. Say it with me. Practice. What do you mean by practice? Miraculous practice. I'm talking about the way you live your life, day by day, the practice of your living. What does that look like? How does the Holy Spirit help you to live a godly life? 2 Peter 1 verse 3 says, listen now, His divine power has given you everything you need for a godly life through the knowledge of Him who called you by His own glory and goodness. The Holy Spirit enables you to have power to live day by day in a way that glorifies the Lord when you're in a situation that you've had no preparation for or any experience of. The fifth miraculous P is partnership. Partnership with God in His mission. We read it already, but I want to remind you right now. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you could put in the word then, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We need God's power to love. Amen. There are people who are very difficult to love, but God's love through us is unstoppable. We need His Spirit's power to help us to love consistently. We need His power to give beyond what we feel like we can give in order to show Jesus' love to the world, to, to sacrifice of ourselves for His glory in the earth. We need the Spirit's power for partnership with God in this mission. Whatever that looks like. Right now, it looks different to how we imagine, but there are opportunities and we're asking God to show us how we can partner with Him. Maybe it means helping someone who is needing some groceries or, or you know about someone who has, has particular issues and you can 
maybe get in a Zoom conversation with them and pray with them or something or encourage them. Uh, there are opportunities everywhere for us to serve the Lord and to partner with Him. Our sixth miraculous P today is power. Greg talked about this last week. You know, prayer unleashes the power of God in the natural realm. And we have time like never before to pray. We have time like never before to invest ourselves in things like praying for healing. You know, people are ill. Maybe you can't get there to be with them. You can pray and see God's power released for healing through you. And the last P that I want to talk about today is indeed miraculous prayer. Prayer for your family, prayer for the church, prayer for people who don't have a relationship with Jesus, for colleagues that you would normally be at work with right now. Uh, prayer is underrated. Prayer is supernatural power breaking in through us. And I want to encourage you to become a greater prayer warrior in these days. Ephesians 6.18. You know, sometimes you just don't know what to pray for. I often find myself in this situation. And God is so encouraging. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert. Always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. You know, there are things that we know we can pray for. And then there are things where we just don't know how to pray. And in other places, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit enables us to pray in tongues, in our spirit language. We might not consciously know exactly what we're saying, but our spirit is communicating with God's spirit and praying a perfect prayer. Jude 20 again talks about praying in the spirit. He says, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourself in God's love. You know, the act of praying in tongues with your private prayer language is, is immensely more valuable than I think we realize. And I think we should, we should spend time praying more in the spirit in these days, just as a matter of course, but then also specifically into situations when we feel like, God, I'm sure you've got better words than me right now. Um, just pray, 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 pray. Let's pray our way through this circumstance and see God's glory revealed through it and in it and after it. Uh, I, I promise you God's doing things in this time and preparing us for things in this time that we don't understand. And I think when we get on the other side, we're going to see amazing fruit for his kingdom as a result of what we've been doing and investing ourselves in through the, the process. So those are the seven miraculous P's. Peace, perseverance, provision, practice, partnership, power, and prayer. Folks, we need the Holy Spirit right now in these times. You know, the Bible says that when we get saved, when we cross that line of faith, when we ask Jesus into our lives, we get a deposit of that Holy Spirit. But that's just the start. There's more that we need to cry out for. We read that the disciples spent that time 
after Jesus told them to wait, praying and worshiping and waiting for this outpouring of the Holy Spirit that Jesus and God promised for every single one of us today. And I want to encourage you today, if you have never received the Holy Spirit and asked him to fill you, today is the day. He wants to begin to impact your life in ways that you have never even imagined. What a great opportunity for us to wait and lean into the Lord and see his spirit move. So if that's you today and you have never asked God to fill you with the power of his spirit, I want you to pray with me now, wrap your heart around these words and let's believe God for the miraculous, the miraculous in our lives and through our lives. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit. Today, I ask you to fill me from the soles of my feet to the top of my head with your dynamic, dynamite power. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would be released in my life and through my life, that you would fill every corner of, our, of my being. I give every part of me to you and I ask you to use me for your glory. And I ask you to reveal the different gifts that you have given me so that I can serve you with my whole life. I give myself to you and I trust you and I thank you that you are good. I love you, Jesus, and I thank you that you are with me now, walking with me. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes. And please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a donation on the giving page of leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.